Blog Talk Radio. This is not an ad, it's an invitation. Join Minister Rosalind Solomon each week on the new podcast, The Prophetic Mantle Radio Show. She talks about spiritual wellness and other inspirational subjects that will brighten up your day. Hey, and while you're at it, make sure you add her music to your playlist. Inspirational music by Rosalind Solomon and The Prophetic Mantle Radio Show, Food for the Soul. Music and podcast now available on Spotify. This is not an ad. It's an invitation. Join Minister Rosalind Solomon. Rosalind Solomon debuts four apps of soulful gospel jazz. Unescapable, Live For You, God of Mount Zion and Messiah Daughter will just take you on a soulful praising worship of the Most High God that you will never want to come down from. Get these soulful rich gospel jazz music today on Spotify and where music is sold.
Good evening, and welcome to the Prosthetic Mantle Radio Show. And this is your host, Apostle Rosalind Solomon. And that was one of my latest songs called God of Mount Zion on my third EP called God of Mount Zion. There's also a fourth EP called Messiah's Daughter. And also an album is soon to follow with nine or ten songs. haven't decided yet. Probably nine. <laughs> All right. So I didn't know what I was going to teach about today because, you know, I had a few things to teach. So I was just waiting on the Lord to tell me which one to teach. He said, why don't you teach them about the Christian yoga that they call Christian, which is not Christian <laughs> at all. It's pagan. And he said, many of my children are being deceived and falling prey and picking up many multitudes of demons. Uh, when you do yoga, you pick up incubus and succubus because yoga has a hundred different um, positions. And each position in the spiritual realm is a sexual position. It opens you up. It also opens you up to the python spirit and the serpent kluminati spirit. Because what happens is when you do yoga, you meditate. And just like when you go to the doctor or the physician club, whatever they call it, and you see the doctor's thing and then you see the snake crawling up, that's that's your spine. Yeah, that's your spine. And, it's, and then there's a snake going up there. Have you ever, ever wondered why our doctors have, I mean, not all doctors, but maybe 75% of them do have that symbol. And have you ever wondered why they have a spleen, which is our spine, combined with snakes crawling up it? You never thought about that? They're letting you know who they're representing, and it ain't God. All right? <laughs> Although God has given them the gift to be a doctor, it's not God. So when you do that yoga, Satan literally climbs up your spine, first through your spleen, then your spine, and then he kicks over to the right, and he gets in your pineal gland, and then he goes up more, and he's in your third eye. And before you know it, he has made a crown seat right there. And he basically owns you, okay? And then the serpent spirit that follows him comes along. Then you have the Kalani spirit. Then you got... It can be suck at this because those poses are very sexual. And when you do Pilates, Pilates was birthed from yoga. So if you do Pilates in the gym, ladies, you need not do it. <laughs> I guarantee you, everybody that's doing yoga right now is having some type of sexual things in their dreams. Some of them probably don't even remember because those demons will wipe your memory clean. And some people are remembering but don't know what it is. And some people are w- waking up with scars all over their bodies because these demons do scar you. It's like they're marking you in the spirit. Sometimes people wake up with scars on their body because they're battling because that has happened to me a couple of times in my ten going on ten years with God. I woke woke up and like had like a, like a slight bruise on me, and I remember that I was fighting in the dream. And God said that 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 can happen when you're battling demons, when when you still got open doors and you're trying to close them and you're trying to repent. So thank God those times are gone. You know, for for many people, many you know. So um, I'm gonna teach you why. Christians should not be doing yoga, and you should not be calling it Yahweh's yoga. I've seen people with a, with symbols, Yahweh yogas, a yoga, Jehovah's yoga, Christian yoga, Jesus yoga. Where is yoga in the Word of God? In any textbook that is the Word of God, where is yoga? Where can you find yoga? I'm going to tell you exactly where you can find yoga, and it's not in the Bible. Now, what is yoga? Yoga means to yoke. Y-O-K-E means to yoke your behind. 
put you in bondage. It is often explained that this means the goal of yoga is to yoke together your mind, spirit, and body. No, it's yoking you, period, in the spiritual room. But that is not the true term, okay? Yoga actually refers to the goal of the practice to obtain ultimate knowledge, wisdom, and freedom by losing one's sense of self and uniting with the divine or supreme consciousness. Like the, like, the, like I taught y'all on one of my videos about the, um, I hope I say that word right. I don't know if I'm saying it, but I'm saying it. The Kulunati <laughs> religion. This is it's formed from, from, from yoga. It's formed from that. It's to take you into supreme consciousness, Godhead, or other names, depending upon, <clears throat> excuse me, the a tradition. In much the same way, a drop of water loses itself and becomes one with a puddle. Okay, so now yoga is not going to get you into any consciousness of God. What it's going to get you in is the consciousness of Lucifer. That's what it's going to get you. Okay, and a bunch of demons. All right, now and strong demons. I'm gonna tell you another thing. There are all types of incubus and there are all types of succubus. You have hierarchy ones, you have king incubus, uh, and, and queen uh, succubi, you know, and then you have the werewolves, you have uh, alligator um, incubus and succubus. Uh, what else did you, was it, Daddy? It was uh, vampires. It's quite a bit of them. But these incubus and succubus that's connected to the yoga are way more deeper. Ancient Incubes and Succubes So therefore they're stronger Than most of the other kinds So they're harder to get out And then you get the Serpent Demons Then you get Leviathan And only God knows what else you get Now the term yoke also explains The yoking of energies Or spirits that are invoked To add in the deepening of the practice These energies and spirits Are invited into the practitioner And their practice in multiple ways by the practice of worshiping deities and deities and energies and spirits with poses of the body. For example, the sun solution is a series of movements that pays homage to the sun god. So some of these moves you also pay homage to Baal, the sun god. By repeating the monstrous, each sound word and pray, phrase invokes a corresponding spirit of a specific breathing exercise called UG. U-J-I-E, breathing is one example, also called the serpent breath or breath of fire. So when you're doing these different breathings in yoga, these are the kind of entities you're calling upon your body. Or by setting the intention to invite the spirit of a specific teacher, loved one, or deity to yoke with the practitioner and help deepen their practice. This is where Christians are encouraged to plug into Jesus and make it a practice. So what they're teaching is, uh, I don't even know how yoga creeped in the church. I, I'm like, when I heard this, I was like, what in the world? So they're teaching you that doing yoga is plugging you into Jesus. We're not just saying the Bible. We need anything to plug into Jesus. All you need to do is to get attached to Jesus is to repent for your sins, accept him as your Lord and Savior, and the king of your heart, and be washed in his blood, and live for him to the best of your ability, and live for God in the Ruach, and stay in the word. And live out your destiny and fight the devil. Because fighting the devil obviously is part of your destiny. You know what I'm saying? Where does it say the Bible you got to be plugged in by yoga? And where does it say that you got to be plugged in? Since when do you have to be plugged into God? You're, you're already in him. He's everywhere. All you got to do is pay attention to him. He's right there. But yoga is not a universal 
religiously neutral practice that Christianity can plug into as it's being propagandist. Yoga is an ancient spiritual pagan practice. People say it originates from the Hindu, but it was here before the Hindus. It was even here before the Chai people, which is the Chinese people. It's been around, it's been around longer than the Messiah. I'm telling you, this was here before the Messiah came. Many religions were here before the Messiah even came. The religious doctrine and the practice it outlines are completely opposite to biblical teaching. Yoga was thought to have been practiced for some time before its religious text called the Yoga Sutras, which was recorded around 2,000 years ago, y'all, over 2,000 years ago. This text explains past practices with the final goal of ultimate freedom for all attachment and sense of self-becoming, <clears throat> excuse me, one <clears throat> Sorry, y'all. One with God and reach ultimate knowledge. It's not you're not gonna be one with our God. You're gonna be one with Satan. You're gonna be one with the witches in them, God. You don't gotta do yoga to be one with God. Are you serious, Christian? You teaching your babies how to do this mess. You teaching your children they catch their demons. Do you know karate is from yoga? Do you know chisitsu is from yoga? All those ancient war war fightings, they do yoga techniques. They do yoga meditation. They're all one. And you send your kid to karate school, let them catch karate demons, and God knows what else. Now, but demonic forces disguise themselves as deceptive powers. You can see that in the Bible. Pagan god of yoga call is, is a shiva, a shiva, S, I mean, I-S-H-V-A-R-A. That's the Hindu, one of the Hindu gods. Do you know the Hindu people got 330 million gods? Are you serious? I'm like, where in the world do all these different gods come from? <laughs> but a Shiva, which is a man, and everybody thinks it's a woman, which is the very entity that they have going around in a circle in front of CERN. So if you, got, if you get my book, End Times, the first one, you'll learn a lot about that on Barnes & Nobles. Get it. Okay. <laughs> now, the Shiva, which I rebuke and, and denounce in Yeshua's name by the blood of Yeshua, is claimed by the Yoga Santras to be the source of knowledge. Yoga Santras, this God is represented by the symbol and sound of O-M. Practitioners are instructed to repeat this name. So when, you, when, you, when you're doing yoga, they're making you say this. I don't want to say it. I'm spelling it, O-M. Y'all know what it sounds like when people say it. So when you sitting there doing that, you know, <laughs> you're calling on this God, and this is what you're doing in God's church. Make it God's church filthy, defilement. When you bring this nasty yoga into the churches, you're chasing away the God, the angels of God. You definitely are moving the Holy Spirit. You definitely are saying God don't even come here because God doesn't go anywhere where it's defiled, nasty, and disgusting. Okay. So if you go into church and your church is doing yoga, just know there's no angels there, there's no Holy Spirit there, and there's no Father God there because it's defiled. It's defiled. Defiled. Now, this means that chanting that word is 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 not meaningless like they try to make you think. It's vibrating. They think they try to make you think it's vibrating and calming to the body. No, you calling on that 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 shiver God. It is an invocation of the spirit associated with that God. I don't want to keep saying his name. 
practicing the movements of yoga paired with breathing techniques and meditation. Also said to deepen the practice, all you should be meditating on is the word of God. Because to meditate on anything else outside of that, you opening yourself up to entities. Now, I never took yoga. I never liked it, but I did Pilates in, in the gym just a few times. And I didn't like that because you you, you got to lay on your back, put your legs up in the air inside these strappy-looking things, and then be spreading your legs back and forth doing some exercise. I, I did it three times. I said, nah, I'm not with this. This is funny. <laughs> and I was in the world. I didn't even know about this. And I knew something wasn't right with it, and I stopped it. I, could, I never did yoga. I couldn't stand it. Never could, could do yoga. I just didn't like it. Now, New Age Path. That meditation was necessary. People are taught that in the New Age path that meditation was necessary to develop in order to open oneself and to progress on the spiritual path. Yoga is one of these paths. The Yoga Sadras expands on reaching the goal of ultimate knowledge by practicing meditative exercises. So now, if you are doing yoga as a child of God or you got yoga in your church, you got the kids doing it, the pastor doing it, the wife doing it, y'all New Agers, y'all ain't Christians. And Christian is not even a God neither because Christian stems from the word Christ, which the Roman Catholic people put upon us. So we ain't even Christians, to tell you the truth. We Elohim God children, you know, but we've been taught we Christians, so we can't get it out of us, you know. We, we, like, I know I always say I'm Elohim God children, but sometimes I slip up and say I'm a Christian because <laughs> it's embedded in us, you know what I'm saying? But you need to know Christian is pagan too. The Roman Catholics gave it to us. It comes from the word Christ. The Christ is a pagan word. But God accepts it, you know, because that's what we grew up on. So Christians need to know the truth. We ain't even Christians. Christianity is pagan, too. You need to do research. Christianity is pagan, too. You might as well get used to start saying you're Halloween God children, because that's what you are, you know. The word Christian is in the Bible because we know they, they reframed the Bible. They changed it around. They put what they wanted in it. They took out stuff, some stuff they couldn't take out, so they just took out the whole book. <laughs> and then some stuff they in the Bible they could took out, but they but they, they took out enough where you couldn't understand what they were saying. Like I, reading Genesis, it, it, when when it tells you how Noah's, I mean not Noah's, um, Abraham's wife Sarah died at 100 and, what was she, 130, something like that, right? Then in the next few lines in the in the scripture says and then Abraham took another wife and had five or six kids. I'm like, wait a minute. He didn't take a wife that soon after his wife died. How many years went by before he got another wife? See they don't tell you that. Because they done took out stuff. They took it out. They took it out. Right? And then when 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 Abraham tried to uh sacrifice Isaac because God, you know, was testing him, right? We grew up in church thinking Isaac was a little 8-year-old. Isaac was 30 years old when Abraham was about to do that. I learned that in Bible college. And then 10 years later, which he was 40, he met Rebecca, who was 14 years old, which was his father's niece, which was his cousin, and he married her. That's not in the Bible. It just tells you, oh, he married Rebecca at 40. <laughs> they don't tell you how old she was. I mean, they leave out so much stuff. Like Cain, oh, he took a wife. Okay, where did Cain's wife come from if it was just uh, uh, Adam and Eve and uh, what's the, the yeah, uh, yeah, just Adam and Eve and Cain because he killed Abel, right? So then how did he get a wife? Why did they not tell you that Cain had a twin and that Adam had a twin? 
and that Cain's twin was more beautiful than Adam's twin, and Adam was supposed to marry Cain's twin, and Cain was supposed to marry Adam's twin, but Cain wanted his own twin. And that's how the devil got up in him and made him get jealous and kill his brother. Why don't they tell you that? There's a reason for that. Why do you got to go to Bible school and do all this research to find this out yourself? There's a reason for that. But nobody questioned where Cain's wife came from. Really? <laughs> and they banking on that. Now, um, so, now, so um, the yoga sutras outlines a path of sorcery, divination through developing meditation. These practices are repeatedly and, and, and amadonically pro, uh, pro, prohibited in the Bible. Father God reveals that the truth behind these practices is that the knowledge and powers are coming from demonic sources and spirits, often masked to appear as eccentric experience of light and goodness. You can see the Bible, it tell you that. The Yoga Santris explains that by following these yogic paths, the practitioner can obtain special abilities to tell the past and future. Mm. Okay, so if you develop these abilities by taking yoga, that means demons is talking to you. That, that means like while, while demons talk to witches, it's called divination. Like the witch in the Bible had and Paul shut her butt up because he cast a demon out of her. Mm. Now, discover spirits and communication with master spirits. Yoga does this to you. Enter into, and, and they also enter in, into another person. And did you know when you do yoga, let's say your yoga instructor is a man, because you got many of them that's yoga instructors, <laughs> or she a woman, and let's say we go with a man, and he's checking out a couple of the females, because, you know, yoga is very sexual. You got on a tight, tight little shorts. Me me and my friend was in the, the sporting goods store the other day trying to find me some sweat, some sweat jackets without the sleeves, you know, to to wear when I'm exercising. Couldn't find any, right? And the girl's shorts was like panties. I said, these are gym shorts. They look like panties, like boxers, and they were so thin, like boxers. And then I'm in the gym, and these women come in there with bootylicious shorts with the crack of their behind sticking out. I said, these men on this earth don't stand a chance. Got their boobs out in the gym. Got got the nerve to have the, the shirt low cut and the zipper on the sweat jacket zipped down long enough so you can see their doggone boobs. And you should see the kind of, they look like stockings. <laughs> they look like the pants was painted on them. And then if you go down the side of the legs, it's all sheer. You can see it. I'm like, what is wrong with these women? And the poor men, they I feel sorry for men. I actually prayed when I was in the gym. I said, God. These men have to go through a lot of stuff. I was in the ladies' locker room. This gym is normally a clean gym, and they have, you know, changing rooms where you could go in. While I come out the bathroom, this white lady, butt start naked, came out the shower, just standing there like it's not like she's home. I would say, oh, my God, what, what, what just, just came in my eyes? I, I had to put my hand over my eyes, and I would say, oh, she is just so nasty. Why can't she just go in the changing room and change her doggone clothes? And if somebody in there, go back in the shower and do it. Standing there just as nice. And and by the time I left and came out the commode, she was still butt start naked. I went out there and I complained. <laughs> and the lady was like, well, ma'am, 
we do give them, you know, the changing areas, but we can't force them to go in there. I said, I know, but I'm just grieving. I'm just letting you know this is grieving me. It's disgusting. Nobody wants to see anybody's nakedness. That's nasty. She was like, I agree with you. <laughs> so as I was walking out the gym, I prayed. And I was like, God, can you show that lady and anybody else in here who might try that stuff, they need not do that because you can cast yourself to hell because you're not supposed to be showing your naked body to nobody but your husband if you're a female and if you're a male to your wife and God. I don't care. Even if the changing room is, you go back in the shower and change. That's just nasty. Or go in the toilet and do it. Women are just trifling. Walking around in the gym, coming out the shower like they home. Don't even have enough deep sea to wrap a towel around you, but you got all kinds of gay women running up in the doggone gyms now. Really. It's just nasty. The world is just becoming disgustingly nasty. Nobody cares anymore. And I told you, God gave me a prophecy one day that nudity was going to be a big thing. People was going to be nude, start walking around nude outside like a noise day. Watch it come. Watch it come. Because they already half naked now. Already half naked now. It's disgusting. You better prep. Now, um, so so also, yoga will help people discover knowledge of their past lives. See, people who see that's nothing. You got all these Christians taking this yoga, and they so dumbfounded, like Dumbo. They don't even realize it. <laughs> that yoga is part of teaching you about your past lives. And the average Christian doesn't believe in reincarnation. But yet they take in yoga. And that's part of teaching you about your past lives. And yoga can also teach you to read somebody's mind. Okay? And if the yoga instructor is attracted to a couple of the ladies, he can easily astral project it to your body and rape you from the inside out like an incubus does, but incubus does it outside or inside. It depends on what kind you're dealing with. But when they actually project to you, they have to literally get in your body and become one with you and rape you from the inside out. And these, excuse me, yoga instructors are usually shamus. Uh, if you don't know what shamu is, shamu is uh, Google it. And most shamus act like sorcerers or mediums, but they'll tell you they're of God. Really? Really, if God wanted us to know, see, Shamus, you know, teach you about your past life. The Reiki, the Reiki, Roki people, Chai people teach you about your past life. If God wanted you to know about your past life, he would have told you himself. reason why he doesn't tell us about our past lives is because many people would be puffed up if they found out they was a king or famous, this or that. They'd be puffed up. Then a lot of them would get depressed because they would realize who they was in their past life and look at who they are now. They would get really depressed. So God don't want us to remember those things until we get back into the heavens. Then we remember everything. Once you die and get in the spirit, you see all your lives, you know. So you could be dealing with a sorcerer or a ruku or reki guy, or you could be dealing with a medium man, or you could be doing, dealing with a shamu guy, right? And he may like you, and he'll actually project to you in the night, but he'll come to you as somebody else or somebody you're familiar with and be raping you. And the woman could do it too. And, and, and just know this, when they actually project to you and they do that to you, they're carrying an incubus or a succubus with them. So when they finish with you, they're going to leave that thing in you. That thing has rights to you because it has rights to them. So messing with yoga is, is, is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Um, yoga also tries to teach you knowledge of oneself. Um, yoga can give you supernatural powers. Um, yoga can lead you to drugs. 
like ecstasy stuff like that because you weren't because once see what this was Satan does he he treats you like an R&B star <laughs> an R&B star a person who can sing real good right they impoverished or you know they're not used to money right so what to do is um back in the day before the streaming and stuff came out you know they signed you on they would give you money you go buy you that new little house you know, you take care of your family, whatever, whatever. Then, you, you know, they shoot you the fame, right? Then it's time to make that second album. That's when you got to sign the contract. If you don't sign the contract, you're going to lose everything. This is why you see some people, they call them one-hit wonders. They'll make one album or one CD. you never hear from them again because they decided not to take the contract. And Satan can't kill them because they didn't know in the beginning. They don't say anything because if they say something to them in the beginning, they won't do it because they have nothing to lose. But once they let them get that house, piece of fame, this and that, get the family ready, you know, then they come to them like, yo, you got to sign this. And they looking back at poverty, and then they looking at their new life, and then they looking at their families, and they're like, oh, I can't do it, you know. So they go ahead and they sign a contract, and that's how I say it, get them. And they get worse and worse as they go. They get more satanic as they go. They get more demonic as they go. They get more demons as they go. They get worse and worse. Some of them start losing their mind, like Britney Spears, but had three breakdowns already. Um, what's her name? Miley Cyrus had one or two already. So they start to start going out their minds, or they like Prince when Prince was alive on Oprah Winfrey, or old show Oprah Winfrey, uh, when he had changed his name to that symbol. And that symbol is two different symbols. One stands for female and one stands for male. So basically he was telling you he was a female and a male. And he sat on the couch of Oprah like Tom, 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 what's his name? The Scientology guy did. <laughs> he sat on Oprah's white couch and said to Oprah that he um, has another person in him. And Oprah was like, you mean you're really saying there's two of you? And he goes, yeah. It's a woman. She's like my sister. And I'm like, and these people are like, woo, clapping. And I'm like, and they think that's normal. Back in the day, if you sit up there and say you felt that two people was inside of you, they'd be wrapping you up in a straight jacket and taking you to, to, to the mentor. But not me. <laughs> and so people didn't even know the symbol meant. Boy and girl. He was trying to tell you he was a boy and a girl. He was trying to tell you he was a boy on the outside and a girl. I mean, a man on the outside and a girl on the inside. Heck, boy, you know Prince could have been born the girl and they changed to a boy. You know they do that, y'all. Not to every all of them, but they do it to a lot of them. Now the possibility of supernatural powers and um and and wisdom of earning one's way um to ultimate freedom may sound exciting and appealing to some far as yoga is concerned, but it is supposed to sound appealing because it is a trap. Demonic forces are behind these supernatural experiences of seeming peace, light, and supernatural knowledge and power. Okay? So now, the, the, the Bible is explaining that this reality, it is the goal of these demonic powers to keep people separated from the real living God, the only God, the Lord and Savior, who says, one can't earn his or her way to freedom, no matter how hard he or she may try. It's something the Lord gives freely to anyone as a gift. One simply has to choose to accept by faith that Yeshua Jesus is who is who is said he is, the only path, the only Savior, the only God for 
us. So people need to leave yoga alone. All right? Now, um, yoga is a pagan ritual that many Christians should find out and find something else to do. All right? So like I told you before, um, I'm going to tell you this man, his name is Albert Moeller, M-O-H-L-E-R. Um, I think he's passed away, though. But he said, Christians of any time prior to the mid-20th century would have taken the reverse approach. They would have been shocked that any Christian would even consider attempting to adopt a Hindu pagan spiritual exercise. Today, however, many of us have adopted it to such an extent that we now defend it with the same ferocity that we defend our faith with. There are some who seem to defend it with even more ferocity. As with most things, if I have to choose between the modern Christian attitude or the traditional Christian attitude, here I will learn very heavily toward the latter. Now, like I told you before, yoga means to yoke you or to unite you. It it also has a root as an ancient Hindu practice and before that, um, meant to unite a person with his body and with the universe. Now, why do you need to be united with the universe? You are already a part of the universe. You're part of God. The classic mantra that people repeat in yoga to help them meditate, they 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 say that S-O-H-A-M, that hymn, which I'm not saying, which means I am the universal self, which I rebuke, are all in service to this mission of oneness. It is pathetic practice because it derives from the belief that we are all a part of some great flow of cosmic energy which has no original author, which is God, and which we are all born and then reborn into over and over again. Now, yoga is supposed to bring us into harmony with this energy. So now, see, that's what I'm saying. Christians are so dumbfounded like Dumbo. They don't realize that they're practicing something that teaches you that you are really a reincarnated being and that it's teaching you, try, it's trying to fake you out into thinking that you can become conscious as the oneness with God and that you don't got to reincarnate, just like the the, the Kalinani, um religion. The Satan got them thinking that they ain't got to reincarnate because they feel they've reached the evolution of God consciousness. The only way you can reach the evolution consciousness of God is to be in the consciousness of God. If you're not in the consciousness of God, you can't never reach him. And when you get into them heavenly streams and your garment is all white, then you in God's bosom. You getting them heavy streams, your garment got spots. You coming back here again until you get all them spots off of you. Point blank. Now, you can't find the word yoga in the basic concept in Hindu texts dating back thousands of years. It's true that the modern Western version is not entirely the same as its tra- traditional form, but um, after all, it's no coincidence that it was exported to the West hand in hand with the philosophy of the university of all religions, and it finally began to explode in popularity with the counterculture movement of the 60s. Hindus, Hinduists had their spiritual purposes for yoga. We have ours. Neither purpose seems at all compatible with Christianity. So if people keep following this yoga, they will begin pagan spiritualism. It's traced all the way back to the anti-Christian counterculture revelation. So yoga is not of God, not at all. Now, in in a great many cases, there is not even an attempt to separate them. Many yoga classes feature these same pagan mantras, 
meditation techniques which seem to put people in touch with the universe and so on. For this argument to work, you would need to find a yoga class that leaves all of that out. It seems pretty cut and dry that a Christian should not be performing physical acts of worship to pagan deities, which performing meditation means to bring him into oneness with the energy of the universe and whatever. But what about forms of yoga that do attempt to strip the spiritual aspect of it? The whole point of yoga is that you can't suffer its physically It's physically from its spirituality. There's literally the definition of yoga. It would seem that a non-spiritual yoga is a contraction in terms. It's like trying to make G-rated porn, either it's G-rated or it's porn. But it can't really be both. Either it's yoga or it's non-spiritual, it can't be both. So Christians are trying to force and make yoga of God. They think by adding his name to it, and when they're doing them little chanting hymns or putting his name mixed into why they chant to a false god, they think, see, see, this is why I say Christians are dumbfounded like Dumbo. And I'd be like, God, forgive me, but it's true. <laughs> because they think that they can take Satan's products, like weed, makeup, cigarettes, liquor, uh, fornication. They think that they can take all these sinful measures, I, this one girl told me I cracked up in her face. I couldn't help it. Well, I asked God about the weave and the makeup, and he told me as long as I pray over it and bless it and anoint the hair with oil, I can wear it. Oh, my, I, I, saw, I, I was slapping so hard, I saw myself on the floor holding my belly. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say nothing else to it. I just couldn't. I, I, said, I said, God told you that, huh? Yes, he did. I said, the devil's a stinking, filthy liar. <laughs> I said, God could never tell you no mess like that. You told yourself that. And the devil added right along with it. She couldn't say nothing. Couldn't say nothing. It is women right now who follow me. Right now. And every time I turn around, Apostle, can you pray for me? But you go to their Facebooks, weave in the hair, makeup on the face. They following people that that's demonstrating the, the new lace wigs that's thousands of thousands. And I said, Daddy, this is why they can't get no no prayer. This is why they can't get nothing done. And then now you got them practicing yoga, and then they defending that. You know, they shacking up with boyfriends, men shacking up with girlfriends. But you want somebody to pray for your little trifling sinful behind, and you want to wonder why God cannot answer your prayers because you trifling. That's right, I said it. You're trifling. And until you get rid of that trifling spirit and proclaim clean, clean, and righteous for God, many of your prayers is going to just hit the rock and bounce back down because the demon's going to bounce it like a basketball in a hoop back to you. Now, the physical practice of yoga are expressly designed to open ourselves up to enlightenment. No, well, let me retract that. Not us people, because <laughs> we ain't part of this. Hindu enlightenment, enlightenment that is. Uh, the intended final, st- final stage of yoga is to achieve a state called, I can't even say this word, I'm going to try it. <laughs> Matter of fact, I don't even want to say it, because I ain't trying to bring nothing up, so I'm going to spell it to y'all. Y'all figure it out. It's S-A-M-A-D-H-I, okay? Now, where the self disappears and you are brought into an unthinking trance, so yoga can bring you out of yourself, y'all, into a trance. What? 
You may perform moves without consciously seeking the demonic trace they were designed to help you to obtain, but it would seem you are playing quite literally with fire, and then you have to ask yourself the question, what am I doing? Now, it's very telling that most of the pro-yoga arguments from Christians seem to focus on the possibility that a Christian could do yoga while carefully making sure to drown out or skip over all of the pagan stuff. <laughs> That's crazy. So so, so you got Christians doing yoga, right, but they ain't doing the hum, you know, the humming part, because they realize doing that part is, is bringing deities. But they don't realize all the movements is really what brings the deities to you. Now, I thought... Um, like I, I have read this article, right, by a pro um, yoga writer named Katie Kimball, you know, and she was saying practicing yoga could be a sin and practicing yoga could be a pathway down which one could fall into pagan worship and away from God. However, doing a yoga pose is not an automatic pathway to hell. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yoga poses is a pathway to hell. I'm going to explain to you how. Every pose has a deity attached to it and a demon. Where do these deities and demons come from? Where do they originate from? Lucifer, Satan. Isn't that hell? Isn't that part of hell? Isn't that part of Shoel? You're literally bringing hell into you, right? If you don't stop doing this yoga and you don't repent, or let's say you stop doing it, but you don't repent, you don't get the demons cast out, and you, and you still don't live right, when you die, they're going to take you to hell. So it is a pathway to hell. Either way you look at it, because you're getting deities, you're getting energies, you're getting spirits. And where do they originate from? Hellfire. And where are they going to take you at if, if you die like that? Hellfire. Now, so if anybody says it's not an automatic pathway to hell, the devil's a liar. Because any time you let hell in your body... In your by your spirit and in your soul, and you die like that, they're going to take you down the pathway to hell. This is why God said the pathway to hell is wide and long, and the pathway to heaven is small and narrow. Because he's telling you it's so easy to drop in hell, and it's so hard to drop in heaven. Now, how is God's kingdom advanced by people doing yoga? How is the individual actual spiritual fulfillment obtained by practicing a pagan ritual? Do you know that yoga is a pagan ritual? People don't realize that. You are making yourself a ritual for the devil every time you do that yoga. People are truly asking, is is yoga really wrong? Is there really anything wrong with yoga? Come on. What does Ephesians 6.11 say? We're dealing with all types of principalities. Powers that be. It's, you know, I, I, I can't explain yoga any better than I already did. Also, a lot of the yoga moves are warrior poses. Warrior, like, they have different demons, which I'm not going to say these demons' names, but I'm going to spell one of them. It's V-I-R-A-B-H-A. D-R-A, and then there's another Hindu god spelled S-H-I-V-A. So when you, and, and a lot of these poses with your fingers, 
They make you do finger um, yoga poses. You're doing uh, Luminati signs. You're doing Baphomet signs. <laughs> Ooh, these people just don't know how they're jacking themselves up. Why has Satan allowed... Then there's another yoga called... It's spelled H-A-T-H-A yoga. Then they also have another yoga. It's spelled A-S-A-N-A-S, which these are fallen gods. These are falling gods. People just don't know how much they're jacking themselves up with this yoga. Then they got another yoga called... It's spelled R-A-J-A. Then you got the Kundalini Awakening Yoga. Then you got the Nidra Yoga, which I'll be duking your shoe's name. Then you got Hypnosis Yoga. You've got all kinds of craziness. Why has yoga crept into the church? Why has Satan brought it to the church? Because Satan was, was just, he just wants to take the church, y'all. And he know bringing yoga in the church is a good way to do it. Because as soon as you start doing it and you got your kids doing it, especially if you got the leader's wife doing it and he doing it, or he may not be doing it, but she doing it, but they are one. So it, they're married because they're one. So if she start doing it, and, and when they smooch together, the spirits are going to transfer to him. And so the spirits have the head of the church now, so therefore they got the church. And I said this to God so many times. I said, Daddy, why are your people the most blinded people of all people? They are the most, I mean, you can feed a child of God, a Christian, anything. You could be selling something for free, and right next to that store, somebody could be giving it away for free, but they'll go and buy it when they could get it for free. You could put the truth right before them, and it could smack them, and they still wouldn't see it or believe it. So why is God's people the most stiff-necked people on the planet, like he says in the Bible? It don't make no sense to me. I said, Daddy, something went wrong. Something went wrong in their brains somewhere along the line. (laughs) They lost the chromosome. They lost the brain stem. Something. Christians are just the most blinded people on the planet. And then I love my black people, my brown people. But black people are some of the most blinded people on the planet. You can feed my people anything, they'll take it. They will treat other nationalities better than they treat their own mama and daddy, better than they'll treat their own people. They rather do business with every other color except their own people. They rather love and marry every other color except their own people. They rather have babies with every other nationality but their own people. They rather follow every other pagan god but their own god. That's black folks for you. And you black folks listening to me, you know I'm telling you the truth. And I could talk about black folks because I'm black. <laughs> I'm black. Go on and say I'm being racist. How can you? I'm black myself. I'm telling you, somebody needs to. We love everybody else but our own selves, and we love every, well, they love every other God but their own God. They don't want nothing to do with their own God, and they chosen people. Don't make no darn sense. Black folks need to wake up, and everybody else needs to wake up with them. But too late. Now, I'm going to tell you all spiritual meanings of some of the yoga postures. Now, the downward-facing dog pose, 
which I, I don't have any idea what that look like, but I'm just trying to teach y'all some stuff here. For those of you who do do yoga uh, or know people who do yoga, you can let, tell them to come and listen to this. Now, the downward-facing dog pose. Downward-facing dog pose may sound funny at first, but after you watch the dog wake up and go into a deep stretch, the name of the pose takes on a new meaning. The spiritual implication behind the pose lies in the act of a combined stretch with a moment in which the yogi turns inward, simultaneously connecting your center while stretching your body into a long line has a unifying effect positioning your spirit within while you stay connected to the outside world. So this downward face and dark pose connects your spirit to the outside world. You jacking up your spirit. Your spirit is crying and grieving inside. What are you doing? The next one is called the tree pose. I think I think I know what that one looks like because they always use that one in commercials for yoga. Um, that's the essence of the tree pose is to find balance. However, balance is not found in this pose in a rigid manner, such as one might associate with a balanced ba- ba- ballet, ballet person, you know, ballet dancer. In tree poses, your body may sway like a tree does in the wind, but your foot stays rooted into the ground. This freedom for your body to move and find its balance while you envision being rooted in the ground develops your spiritual acceptance of your body's position in space. Ah, So you are accepting your body being in space. Mm. The lotus pose. The lotus flower is a symbol of purity, and the lotus pose is a frequent pose for meditation and or breathing exercise. Breathe is the purifying power in the human body. Deep, slow breathing purifies and energizes our body. The spiritual meaning of the lotus flower is transferred into yoga, which is that yoga that I ain't, I ain't saying these deities' names. I'm going to spell it A-S-A-N-A, practice, in the form of a seated meditation posture. So when you do this locust rose, you're calling up that deity, which is A-S-A-N-A, okay? Then the last one is, it's a hundred poses, but I only found the meaning of a few of them. Um, it's hard to find the meanings because they just don't have them out there. Now, the accomplished pose, which is often referred to with its um, Sanskrit name, which I'm not going to say this deity needs, I'm going to spell it, it's S-I-D-D-H-A-S-A-N-A. Um, this seated meditation posture represents ultimate spiritual and mental peace. This pose, along with the lotus pose, is often used for breathing exercise and for meditation and modified by placing a towel or blanket under one's bottom, their butt. So when you can hold this pose comfortably for longer periods of time, significant for meditation, you can remove the support of your own body. Don't let yourself get discouraged by this pose. The idea is to serene yourself and not create mental habit. A good yoga practice is that one allows practitioners to be at peace. The spiritual accomplishment is mental clarity, not getting the pose perfect. So you lose your own balance when you do this um, pose called the uh, accomplished pose. So who do you think holding you up at that point? Mm. Now, it says here, spiritual yoga, in order to magnetize the spiritual meaning of yoga posture, the diversity, your yoga practice. If you are only doing meditation, working some, I'm not saying these deities' name. It's another one, P-R-A-N-A-Y-A-M-A. But this is what they're calling 
these different kinds of yogas. I bet a lot of y'all didn't know they got many, many, many types of yoga. Okay, so one of the yoga gods, um, I'm sure some of you have seen it before, it's an Indian god. It, it's fat with a fat belly. It's got its belly navel out, and, it, and it's an elephant. Its face is an elephant. But its body is like a, a man, but it's fat. That's one that is called a, a Sanskrit, S-A-N-S-K-R-I-T. That is one of the gods, okay? Then they got yoga postures with animal names. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Lord. <laughs> then some of the hand yoga, like the okay sound. Like, I asked God the other day because somebody brought it to my attention, so I asked God. You know the the okay, you know the like button on the Facebook. See, if you guys notice, I don't, the last week or so, I haven't hit the like button on the Facebook or the YouTube like I used to. And I try not to hit the heart button neither, but I be slipping sometimes. That like button is the okay sign, and that is an Illuminati sign. Somebody's texted to me and text me the pictures and everything. I'm like, no way. <laughs> Even the peace sign is a Illuminati sign. So I went to God and said, God, is it true? And he was like, yeah, and the heart sign is Illuminati too. I said, you mean the heart they make? He says, do your heart look like that? I said, no. <laughs> he said, no, no. I said, but, Daddy, it's just hard not to click the like button and the heart button with people put, put those sweet comments. He said, well, you better learn how to not do it. <laughs> He said, just reply to him and tell him thank you if you want to tell him that bad. I was like, whoa. I said, well, then, then you got to help me not make the peace sign no more because I always be like to my kids, peace. You know, when I see them or when I see people, I be like, peace out, you know. But I be playing. I didn't know it was woman I sign. And, and I never really did the okay sign that much, you know. So I was like, Daddy, is there anything we could do on our hands? <laughs> I said, we make mistakes and sometimes make these hand things. And he goes, that comes with the territory. So basically what he was saying to me, if you make a mistake and do these signs, he won't blame you for it. And you, and you don't have to repent for it because you're, you're blameless in it. But if you do it purposely to let people know you down with the system or you down with Baphomet or you down with this guy, because the Lord told me, which I didn't know, that a lot of these different symbols are not just symbolizing to, to Lucifer and Satan and to Baphomet. A lot of these different symbols are symbolizing the, the the individual gods they're serving. So I was like, God, you mean to tell me all these signs are not just down with the Baphomet? He said, no, it's, it's many gods. He says, how many gods does the Hindu people have? I said, millions. He said, so all of these famous folks and people who do these signs are just making these signs to their own gods. You know, ultimately it goes back to Lucifer because he's over everything and so is Satan. And then Santana, you know, they're over everything. And then the Queen of the Coast, the Queen of Heaven, the Queen of India, they're up there too, Father said. So basically it is reverting back to them. But these individual people are serving individual gods, like the Hindu people, like the Kulunani people. They got lots of gods in their religion too. And I was like, wow, Daddy, I did not know that. Some of these Illuminati signs are to the Buddhist gods. Some are to the Hindu gods. Some are to the Roman Greek gods. Some are to the... To whatever gods, you know, to the dragon gods. Some of these signs are for Leviathan. I'm like, wow. So all this time I'm thinking it's all for Baphomet. No, it's not, which I rebuke 
and canceling Yeshua's name with the bloody shoe. But it's for all types of deities. That's how many deities they're dealing with. The hand yoga, also known as the mantra, is a series of hand gestures and movements that have symbolic meanings. And they tell you when you do these hand signs, it's going to bring you health benefits. <laughs> hand yoga expresses the many states of mind, including mourning, happiness, anger, peacefulness through gestures and body positions, while hand yoga is practiced throughout the world. Its origin can be traced to Asia and India, where it has been a vital component of Hindu and Buddhism for centuries. So not only are you getting jacked up by those body things, you get getting jacked up by your hands. Now, your thumb in, in, in yoga means fire. Your index finger in yoga means air. Your middle finger means, I'm going to spell it A-K-A-S-H-A. I could say it, but I don't know what it is, so I want to say it. Your ring finger stands for earth, and your little finger stands for water. So when you're making all of these different signs, you got gods over fire. You got false gods over the air, and you know Lucifer's one of them. You got false gods over this um, A-K-A-S-H-A, which is basically a Akashi Records. Your um, past life, your um, your reincarnation records, and then the ring finger is your earth finger. So you got false gods over the earth, and you got the marine spirits all up in the water. So when you're making these hand signs, so when you see these rich people, these people that sent to this Illuminati, all this stuff, politicians, whatever, whatever, you know, what I'm saying they're basically doing these symbols to worship the gods of the fire, the gods of the air, the false gods of your over your Asani records, the false gods over the earth, and the false gods that's over the water. That's who they're making allegiance to. Everything is not for that goat and half goat and half human looking thing. All right, but they try to tell you when you're doing yoga that these are health benefits. Um, like they have something called uh, a pan vayu mantra. It's A P A N V A Y U M U D R A. I rebuke the cancel blood sugar. This is supposed to symbolize energy. It's supposed to strengthen your heart, purify your body, normalize your blood pressure, and can help you alleviate menstrual discomfort. <laughs> yeah, you keep on doing those things if you want to. Um, what else? Okay, so if you Google this yourself. It's called yoga.lovetoknow.com slash hand signs. It's called yoga.lovetoknow.com slash hand, then the minus sign at the bottom, yoga. And you're going to see all these yoga signs. They are all Illuminati signs. They're all signs that worship different gods, and they got people doing these hand signs in yoga thinking it's health benefits for your doggone hands. When all you doing is representing these different deities, and when you do this, you call them upon you. You don't got to be rich to have these deities come to you. You don't got to be rich. You'd be amazed at these hand signs. Look just like the ones they doing. Look just like the ones. And mostly all these famous people do yoga. Mostly all of them do yoga. Mostly all of them. And then, and then they got yoga for pregnant women. You doing that yoga and you pregnant, they got you and your baby. They got you and your baby. 
And when you distort the body, when you distort the body, you get demons. Like when you see Beyonce and all them dancing the way they do, that's distortion of your body. You definitely going to get demons. That's why they dance the way they dance. Michael Jackson would fly in the air because he had a demon. That Michael Jordan fly in the air and putting his ball in the basket, demons. Humans ain't supposed to be able to do that stuff. That was taken away from us when um, Adam and Eve fell. They got yoga gloves for your feet, gloves for your hands. Man, they got so much stuff to entrap you. Yoga sandals, yoga footwear. Who you think is over that stuff? Devil. And then one of these yoga positions, they got you where you where you where you you bend your body backwards and make your head go under your back. What kind of mess is that? You and then you got new yoga. You see that? I'll tell you right there. That ain't a god. Cause what the Bible say? Uh, nudity is not a god. And when you dream of yourself being nudity, that's shame and embarrassment. But they got uh, new yoga. They got yoga that balances your hormones. They got yoga that can increase strength, balance, and truth. They even got yoga to move your bowels. You don't got to take no laxative no more. (laughs) They done thought of everything. (laughs) Then they got people buying crystals. You need not have no crystals, y'all. That's definitely an entry to a portal. I mean, really, this is, I mean, this stuff that they got, it's just crazy, y'all. It's just crazy. So I just wanted to come on here and teach y'all about this yoga stuff. And you need to let your people know, who you know in Christian churches, you know, whether they believe it or not, when they go before the Messiah, if they die that way, he going to remind them, well, you listen to this show right here, and you still kept on doing it anyway. Kept on doing it anyway. And I'm going to tell you something. Most of these pastors, like, okay, Pure Flicks. I'm sure y'all heard of that. These, the two white couples, they've been making Christian movies forever. I forget their name. His wife, I happened to see a video about her somebody made. Kind of find out she's becoming a yoga teacher. And teaching people, I said, I ain't paying $10 a month to watch it. And they have some good movies, too, for $10 a month. I said, I ain't paying them $10 a month to watch their movie. She a dog trying to be a, a rookie. Rocky Rookie Yoga Teacher. And she telling people it's Christian. And it's from God. I, I, was, man, I took my subscription away. And it's from, oh, it's so sorry to say you leave. I, uh, yeah, I bet you is. You know why? Because they own the Pure Flix, right? It's, like a, it's just like being in a church. They the head of the Pure Flix. So it trickles down. So whoever is connected to him, whether you're watching movies or not, that means you're condoning what she does. And, boy, did it did it really hurt my heart to take that $10 a month away because they had some good Christian movies. But, look, I love God more than them Christian movies. And I can always find some African Christian movies to look at with no problem, you know, because a lot of African movies are really clean movies to look at. Now, you've got the Nollywood Christian movies, 50% of them are good. The other 50%, you better be careful. But then you got these other different uh, Mount Zion movies. They're very clean movies. 
you know. So if I got to watch them sometime, you know, I'll watch them. But the Pure Flix really had some good, clean movies. But because I found out she's into this yoga stuff and she said it's Christian, I was like, I'm not going to be giving them my $10 a month. That's like that's like me condoning what she's doing. And I, and I love God more than I love any doggone movies. You know what I'm saying? And see, it's these little things that... The devil be trying to deceive us with. Most people would be like, all right, yeah, okay, she's teaching yoga. She's saying it's of God, but it's not really affecting me paying $10. Yes, it is because she's the head of that business. It's like being the head of a church. Whatever anointing you're carrying, and they're like, oh, her husband's not doing it, but her husband is allowing her to do it. And he's the head of the household. So it's trickling down to you. And by you subscribing to her, you're condoning what she's doing. You know, so it's like these little things that entrap children of God. They think it's, God told me the things that we think is innocent are the most hurtful things for us. The things that Christians think is innocent, like yoga, is one of the most hurtful things. Celebrating birthdays, telling people your birthday. Simple little things that we find to be simple are some of the most hurtful things because he said the enemy will always try and take the most simplest things and hurt you the most with because those are the things he can get away with. And he's been doing it for years, y'all, for years. And a lot of these pastors in the church that's offering these yogurt stuff, you got to think about what spirit they're carrying. If they was really carrying the spirit of God, why are they offering yoga in the church? Obviously, that's telling you they're not carrying the spirit of God. They're carrying the spirit of the devil. I don't care how anointed they seem. I don't care how much they pray. I don't care how much they prophesize under the bus. No true child of God would introduce yoga into a church, period. Period. You bring it in mysticism when you do that. You're bringing in Hindu, Buddhist, Buddhism, and other other pagan things. You're being, yoga, can, I cannot tell you the multitude of deities, deities, energies, spirits, and false gods, and who knows what else, serpents and snakes, that yoga carries. And it's not just one particular. They got multitudes of yoga now. They didn't have all this stuff back in the day. And Satan is fooling the church with this mess. It's all over YouTube, all in the church. Every church, every church you know now got yoga. Well, what's wrong? And if you're in a church that's offering yoga, you need to get out of that church because once they start offering yoga, those spirits own the church. And the spirits are the anointing over the church. I don't care how anointed you is. They own your butt if you come into that church. I don't care how much you love that church. I don't care how much invested you are in that church, how much invested you are in that church. I wouldn't care if you was on the board of trustees and they doing yoga, you need to get out of there, period. Ain't no praying to God, should I go, because he going to tell you to go, because it ain't God in that church no more. And eventually, if you keep hanging around them, you become them. That's why God said, come from among them. So if you keep going to a church that's doing that, you're like, oh, I ain't doing that because I'm a guy. You keep doing it. You keep going there. You're going to wind up like them. You keep being around somebody smoking all the time. Eventually, you're going to be curious and want to smoke. They're smoking weed. They're smoking him. You keep being around them. Eventually, you're going to want to do it. You're a Christian man. You're around the, your friends. They secular men messing around, fornicating with women. You a man and haven't touched a woman in a couple of years, and you hanging around these men. You're going to fornicate. 
The devil's going to catch you out there. You're being around alcoholics, right? You're being around people who drink constantly. Oh, I got this. You wind up drinking. This is why God said run from temptation. Come from among them because he knows if you stay among them, you're going to become like them. And he knows if you try to tempt yourself, lest ye fall, you will fall. Take heed lest you fall. All right, so um, I only see a couple of people on here that's on the phone. I know some is on the computers because I see it, but so I'll just take these last two calls, then I'm bouncing. <laughs> um, area code 216, do you want to talk to me, yes or no? 216, yes or no? All right. When I ask you if you want to talk to me, it would be very nice for you to say yes or no. Being quiet is being rude. That's all I'm saying. Area code 718, do you want to talk, yes or no? 718? No, no, no talk for this, no. Okay. All right, so uh, my show is going to be every two weeks from now on because I got a lot of stuff to do now. You know, God just keeps giving me more stuff to do. <laughs> so my show is going to be every two weeks now. So um, it's also going to be every two weeks on Spotify, iHeart, and the other seven radio stations I'm on. Um, so I won't be back this Tuesday, but I will be back the following Tuesday. So just subscribe to me um, on my front page, my landing page, so that way when I'm putting up a show, you'll know it immediately, so you'll know to come on if you want to come on or listen to it in the um, archives. Also, the Lord just gave me... A prophecy the other day that we were going to have three more um, shooting things, and they just had another one yesterday at a bar where nine people was killed and twenty some. And I had already gave y'all prophecy a couple of months ago that there were going to be shootings and killings in bars, and that and that started right after that. So these prophecies are coming fast. So the other two is coming. God said one was going to be in a college. But he didn't say where the third one's going to be. So I didn't even know it was going to come this fast. I was like, Dad, you just said that. So the other two are coming, so pray. Even the El Paso shooting, he gave me that. He gave me that. When that first shooting happened down there, he said another one's going to come. And it happened. So, y'all, and, and, then, this, and then this other shooting was at Walmart. What up with that? Hmm. That make you go, hmm. Three Walmart shooters. Hmm. Does anybody know what Walmart rec- represents? If you do, then you, you figure out why them shootings is happening there. That's all I'm saying. All right, so I'll see y'all in two weeks. Talk to you in two weeks, and um, I'll see you on my Facebooks and YouTubes and all of that, Periscopes, all right? So you be blessed. Please subscribe to me so you'll be caught up with me. And um, I'm going to leave you with my Mount Zion song again in Shoes Name. <laughs>